You may have heard that most people who are black have O blood type. O is commonly needed for emergencies. But did you know one in three of us is a match for patients with sickle cell disease? Regardless of blood type, every day our blood saves lives and eases the pain of those living with sickle cell. Donate blood at Red Cross to help us save a life. Black excellence is in our blood. Visit redcrossblood.org slash ourblood to make an appointment now. You know that I feel like it's important to express yourself. You got to put your true self out there. And those classic Crocs, clogs, and sandals let you do that. That's right. Between the rainbow of colors and the gibbets charms, you can create a unique look. And I mean, literally, no one else will have shoes exactly like yours. Hey, you know it doesn't get any more comfortable than the Croc clogs and sandals. They are just the perfect blend of comfort and creativity. Visit Crocs.com to explore the latest styles and gibbets charms. Okay, real talk. When did paying someone back become social media? What do you mean? Let's say I'm trying to lurk on you. You know, see what you're doing and who you're doing it with. I can stalk your pay app and find out what you're doing. Oh, yeah, that's, that's kind of weird. You do that? Not anymore. <laughs> I use Apple Cash. It's built into your iPhone, easy and secure. You can send and receive money right in messages. So no public feeds. And the money is immediately available to use with Apple Pay. Babe, did you just send me a dollar on Apple Cash? I just said our cash isn't content. Shh. <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. There's power in every purchase. Because every time we buy a black-led brand, we make room for another black-led brand. And y'all know I love my lip bar products. That's just one, to name a few. There is a whole collection of black-led products that fit into your daily routine. Show black founders some love. Not just during Black History Month. But all year long. That's right, y'all. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart. That's right. Go to walmart.com slash black and unlimited to discover all the amazing black owned products you can add to your daily routine. Guys, we had a massive breakthrough with our sex life. Dead ass. And with that... JaVal's getting mo ass. <laughs> you see what I did there? I see that. <laughs> hey, I'm Kadeen. And I'm DeVal. And we're the Ellises. You may know us from posting funny videos with our boys. And reading each other publicly as a form of therapy. Wait, I make you need therapy? Most days. Wow. <laughs> oh, and one more important thing to mention. We're married. Yes, sir, we mm -hmm. are. We created this podcast to open dialogue about some of life's most taboo topics. Things most folks don't want to talk about. Through the lens of a millennial married couple. Deadass is a term that we say every day. So when we say deadass, we're actually saying facts. 100. The truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. <laughs> we about to take <laughs> Pillow Talk to a whole new level. Deadass starts right now. Story time. Story time, baby. Uh, Story let the people time. know how we got to this point. All right. So listen, y'all have heard in previous episodes and seasons mm -hmm. um, us talk about some of our issues that we had. So, so much about why we've had certain things stifling our sex life or actually yes. trying to figure out what was stifling our sex right, life. Right. Right. So it was funny because I was thinking to myself, 
oh my God, season five, we're talking about sex again. And it almost felt very monotonous and mundane. Like we're talking about the same things Mm -hmm. over and over again. But I am happy to say that I feel like we have figured something out. Well, before you even say that, it may be mundane to us because we talk about it, Mm -hmm. but... All we get is sex questions. That is Because true. that seems to be an issue in relationships. A lot of, yeah. And people are looking for an answer. And I, right. I think that we've kind of All figured right. something out here. Can I get back to my story? Time? Go ahead, get back to your story. <laughs> oh, okay. So, I go to my doctor for my annual, you know, checkup, pap, all that good stuff. Pap mm-hmm. smear, if people don't know what a pap is. Um, and at that time, I expressed to her that, you know, I felt like I was having some issues with my sex life that was lasting a lot longer than I anticipated. At first, I thought it was the, the children. I thought it was maybe fatigue. You know, mm-hmm. you're trying to figure out things, trial and error, you know, troubleshooting. Um, and then it kind of hit me like, I wonder if my method of contraception was, you know, mm-hmm. causing some kind of issue. So mm-hmm. I had the IUD in place and I had that in after CAS. At my six-week checkup, I was like, y'all about to catch me slipping. <laughs> Again. I got this, this IUD in place and we're good to go. Then she recommended to me, did you think of maybe trying something else and taking the IUD out? And I was like, hmm, that actually might work. Because I know at some points, Deval and I have felt on either ends a little bit of discomfort just knowing that that was in my body. So And physically feeling the discomfort. For sure. Like there was times, even with Jackson, Mm -hmm. where I was like, I could feel it. Yeah. Exactly. And then you were just like, and it feels uncomfortable. Right. So so after trying to figure out like what other method of contraception I should get in, trying to figure out what to do, I was like, you know what? Let me give my body a little break Mm -hmm. and take the IUD out and we'll figure out another method of Mm -hmm. of contraception. Then once that was done, it also spiraled into us being in New York, living at home with my family Mm -hmm. in my parents' house. With the boys, Mm -hmm. this was around the holiday times when we were trying to decide if we were going to go back to California or not for the holidays. But, of course, California went back into lockdown and we were forced to stay in New York. Yes. So then, again, the IUD was not in place, but it was back to having quiet sex in my parents' house. Because why? The house is a lot smaller. There's about 10 to 11 of us in the house. We're just trying to get in where we fit in. And it wasn't until Deval and I had a little rendezvous, kind of like, you know, young college kids. I won't tell you where. In her parents' room. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It was like a moment that just hit us like, yo... The spontaneity. Well, we were recording. We were home a, by ourselves. We were recording a podcast. We were actually ad recording an ad for the podcast in your mother's closet. In my mom's closet because that <laughs> had the best acoustics. Yes. And I was just like, you know what? Deval just kind of gave me a look. It was on and popping. Nobody else was in the house at that time. It was just us. Yes. And that particular moment. A session. That session set off a light bulb. We figured out what the issue was. Deadass. This song, this karaoke, mm. means so much. Mm. Means this so is much another, to me. This is another song at the top of that repeat playlist. Absolutely, because okay. it means so much in its lyrics. Mm-hmm. It's real. Yep. It's real. That is a whole All fact. Right? Let me start this off. You ready? I'm ready. When we. Hey. When we, when we, mm. 
when we <laughs> oh you went to the go. intro <laughs> when we i like it when you lose it hey i, I like it when you go there i like the way you use it i like that you don't play fair hey recipe for a disaster when i'm just trying to take my time stroke is getting deep and faster you're screaming like i'm out of line who came to make sweet love not me who came to kiss it up not me who came to beat it up rocky Mm. But don't use them hands to put up that gate and stop me. When we fuck. When we. Yo, Tank. My man, Tank. My brother, Tank. One of my favorite songs of all time. That is a whole fact. But the words in those songs yeah. reign supreme with Kadeen and I. Listen, I'm just going to put it out there, right? <laughs> In the event that we were to have another child, yes. I literally text Zena, Tank's <laughs> wife, and I was like, sis, let Tank know that anyhow another baby comes out of this relationship, he is the godfather. Yes, you gotta be. Gotta be. It's probably gonna because... be made to that song because <laughs> um, sex is good, making love is good, but there is nothing like when we fuck. Man. There is nothing like it, and we have, ex- we have learned... Like There's 10 years it. in this marriage, we've learned now that like we have different levels of love making. But when we fuck, we be like, that's that's our that's our shit right there. That's it. So okay. going back to story time. Going back to story right? time. It's a good thing that my there mom was, doesn't listen to this. Right, exactly. Ah. There was a perfect storm of <laughs> events right. that happened there. Right? right. Because she got the IUD taken out. Mm-hmm. And then at the same time, for the first time in, I would say, seven eight months we had alone time mm-hmm. because the pandemic forced us to be in the house we couldn't travel literally and we were kind of wondering like what was going on with our sex life and if it wasn't us at home with the kids it was with my parents who were also locked down right. with us for four months right you know it was some combination was of always, somebody yeah. being with us we were never alone yeah but that was the first time in years because of the contraceptive that we had no kids no mom and no IUD. Mm-hmm. And that was the first time that we had had that, like that raw animalistic sex like college. And I heard you make sounds <laughs> that you haven't made in a long time. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yo, okay, I think I figured it out. And she was like, what? I think the IUD might have been messing with your sex drive. Mm-hmm. And then we discussed it. I was just like, when, when you put the IUD in the beginning, you felt tender. Mm-hmm. So we had sex, you know, slightly, lightly, but it never really went back to how we typically had sex. No, it never subsided that never feeling subsided. of tenderness or maybe it was right. also mental for me knowing that there was something there, right. a foreign object. So you was always putting the gate up. sat right, yeah. You know, and for people who don't know what the gate is, that's when the hands go to the to the pelvis when I'm trying to, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, do my thing. The I gate. would feel the gate come up and I'd be like, you are right. And she'd be like, right there, right there, just don't, don't go too much further. So it was like restricting. Mm-hmm. And then there were times when we even tried to go all the way and I would be like, yeah, I think I feel it. Mm-hmm. And it made both of us nervous mm-hmm. because um, with Jackson, what people don't know is that um, I was feeling her IUD and then she went to the doctor and she said IUD was 
starting to come out. Yeah, it was literally like on it was, its it way was out. like on its way out, yeah. which is not good for her or good for me. Mm-hmm. So we've always had that thing in the back of our minds, but I felt like that was putting a mental block for both of us that there was something in you that was foreign, and then you feeling it and me feeling it made us adjust the way we were having sex, and then sex wasn't as pleasurable for you or for me. Mm-hmm. On top of that. We always had to worry about a kid busting in the door mm-hmm. or your mom hearing us. And mm-hmm. then with the pandemic, your mom and your dad was in the house. That's a fact. So this was the first time in like Months. years. No, no, years because of the IUD. Well, the IUD and then I'm talking and about with the, the pandemic. Kids that right. we were able to have the type of sex that we were having. We were accustomed to. Yeah. But you know what also helped after the fact too, which we've noticed the pattern, which made us come to this conclusion now, mm. was when... You took me um, to the city for my birthday. Yes. My birthday yes. weekend, which was shortly after we got to New York and we yes. had that moment in my, 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 my parents' room. And then we get to a hotel and DeVal was just like, yo, is it that I have to like take you somewhere well, that for used us to, be the to have, you know, yeah. yeah. The argument used to be like, is it that I have to take you somewhere and spend money for us to just have a good time mm-hmm. and it be like the old days? Right. And to me, it was just like, no, I mean, yeah, there is a little bit like a fun when yeah. you're like on vacation or you're like in a hotel yeah. or you're doing something that's not the norm or it's not like the day to day. Of course, creating that kind of environment does make you kind of, you know, be a little bit Absolutely. more adventurous. But um, we did notice after that particular um birthday weekend the little yes. staycation that we did in new york i was like wait this might be like a thing now no it, and it was it, it was, was a thing. thing because remember we had had another staycation right after that with the kids in the hotel room mm-hmm. and you and i were trying to get it in right because we were in a different environment so we think the environment is different so right. we're staying at the one hotel by brooklyn bridge is a nice view and everything we weigh up late at night we wait for the kids to go to sleep and me and Kay trying to do it and it's not the it same. wasn't the same because and, and that's when we were like, yo, it's the kids. Yo, yo. It was just too many things cramping our style at that point. Between that yeah. and then people being in yeah. our space, we just realized we needed our space. Yes. So that being said, um, things have been, I think, way better, too. Also, because we have the space now where yes. we're in a new home. So everybody kind of has their domains yes. that they can be in. Um, we just have to learn to put the lock on the door. <laughs> yes. Because kids will still walk in. Still walk in. <laughs> still, still walk in. Yes. Um, but yeah, it was kind of refreshing for us to kind of reach this point where we felt like, wow, we're in a way better place. And I think also mentally I had a block up because I always felt like sex came with this negativity. Mm-hmm. And it was the built up negativity that we'd had mm-hmm. in prior seasons on the podcast that we spoke about or just prior years for us where it was just was always like a daunting thing. Um, and I think also, too, in addition to the the IUD, making time for ourselves solely without anyone around and also to changing the negative mindset I had around it where it's just like, oh, damn, it's rolling on day day two, you know, yeah. since we've had sex. So I know I won't have to do it again soon. And that in itself just made it a very you know, put a bad taste in my mouth when it came to it. And it became like a chore. So question, do, but, but do you physically feel like you've enjoyed sex more Absolutely. since you took the IUD out? Absolutely. Because I think I that's like the key. Because I feel like there's less restraints. I feel like there's less of a mental block for me too, thinking like, oh my God, see, my IUD is going to get dislodged and it's going to end up in my esophagus or something. See, shit. but I think that that's the key though. Because if you enjoy sex more, you want to have, wanna it, have more. it more. You want to have it more. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I, and I think that was a big part of it. First mm-hmm. of all, enjoying it more. Mm-hmm. Because we didn't have to deal with the contraceptive, but then also wanting to have it more and then putting you in a place and putting me in a place where we could have it the way we want to have it. Because there's one thing about sex is everyone enjoys that animalistic, 
you know, attraction where it's it's not planned. It just like that that time in your your mother and your father's room. We were in the closet, and you had and on there them was tights. nothing sexy about the situation, as far as I can remember, in, in terms of how Hell I felt. No, it wasn't sexy. You know what I mean? I think but I was in house clothes, and we were just like, let's you were, get this you had on done tights. real quick. You had on tights that you always have on, but. I remember coming out of the closet and it was just quiet for the first time <laughs> in months because there was nobody there with us. Yeah. So it was just quiet and you had it on tights and you put the, I remember you put the laptop on the bed and you had leaned over the bed just to finish sending oh, it right. to Denora. Yep. And then I remember I just pressed myself up against you and then you kind of looked back at me. I was like, oh. And then I was just like. That's what we trying to do? Yeah. And then from there it was just like. Like college, like bang, bang, bang. And I heard you say things and it, it felt like how sex had not felt for us in a long time. Mm-hmm. And I knew, at the, uh, knowing that at the time, like you didn't have the IUD, I wasn't holding back and you wasn't putting the fence up. Mm-hmm. So at the same time, I'm not holding back and you're not putting the fence up. It felt like this is the the moment. These are the moments that you, you know, you get inspired to have like mm-hmm. those quick moments where it's just like, bam, I want to do this to my wife. Right. Even after 18 years. Right. Years of not having that can definitely change your perspective of starting to have sex. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because even for me as a man, when you start to have sex with your wife and when you're getting ready to get into your moment and she starts putting her hands to slow you down or push you off, then you're starting to feel like, you know, are like, you doing something wrong? Am I doing something wrong? Or, Does she want to have sex? Right. Or, yeah, and yeah. then it starts to mess with your mind. Right. So in that yeah, moment, I know you had moments like that where you were just like mentally like I I'm thinking too much. Yeah. About what's happening here, and you're always the considerate lover too, like considering how I feel. Always or trying to be. What, yeah, exactly, and making sure I'm taken care of. Right. Um. So that part too, I know for you was like a really big mental thing that you're just yes. like I don't know what's going on here. But I mean, it's commonly believed that um hormonal birth control it lowers sex drive by lowering levels of testosterone in the woman's body, mm. um, which is funny because when it's about to be that time of the month for women, that's actually when testosterone spikes and it's always funny because you're you're just like wow you normally want to do it when we can't do it right you know um but as a result according to research um it doesn't necessarily reflect the same i guess everyone's body is different yes So according to several studies, on average, women reported having no change in sex drive while using birth control. But since there's not that much scientific information about, you know, the female sexual pleasure and the the sexual anatomy available to us in every woman's physiology, everyone's psychology, their experience being different, the average experience isn't everyone's experience. Um, And I think one thing that we both were invested in was really trying to figure out Yes. Why this wasn't working? Because it wasn't for lack of attraction. I think sometimes people no. wonder over the years if you're married to somebody for a certain amount of time, is it that we lose attraction physically? Mm-hmm. You know. Um, and one thing you always said to me was like, "Babe, I'm always trying to stay in shape for you. I'm yeah, absolutely. To, you know, I want you to stay in shape for me. I want us to be able to be healthy, but also look good for each other. Absolutely. Um, and that was an aim for me as well. After you know, even just having children, like wanting to get my body back in shape, not just for myself, but mm-hmm. for you as well. So you kind of throw those things there, and then the egos tend to also take a hit as well because you're wondering if I don't look good enough you know yeah. men too having like you've said their own um questions in their mind like you know am I doing it right am I big Listen, enough am as I, a, as a man hard enough? Like, as a man you when you start to have sex your thought process is is she attracted to me mm-hmm. is it big enough do I last long enough mm-hmm. and am I doing it right mm-hmm. like those are the things that you think about when you get into having sex with any woman and then if it's your wife you're wondering, like, can I sustain this throughout life to make mm-hmm. sure that she still wants to have sex as we get older? Right. 
You know what I'm saying? So when your wife's body starts to change or she goes through a deficit in her sexual drive, the first thing for me was to say, what am I not doing mm -hmm. properly? You know what I'm saying? What's wrong with me? Right. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like I'm the same person I was when we got together. Right. You know what I'm saying? I gained a little bit of weight. I'm a little bit you bigger now. Enough. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You my, hair ain't, my hair ain't as thick as it right. was. You grew into yeah. your head too because remember how you looked. <laughs> You was a whole ass bobblehead when I met you. I was skinny. All right, Looked I was like skinny. a lollipop, like a pot spoon. So that's how, but that's how I feel like I was, I'm more of a man now <laughs> than are. I was when we first started dating. No, so I'm I, like, you should have been more attractive. Super attractive. No, for sure. So that's why I, in turn, felt like it was something internal for me, which is why I felt like I was almost at my wits end. Like, what is it about my, my body? Mm -hmm. What is it about? Is it my body chemistry? Is it something psychological with me that was causing mm -hmm. this gate up in a different sense mm -hmm. which also led me to my doctor and it's just like girl like this is what's happening can you suggest something to me because right. i felt like it had to be something internal um and then of course like you know there's day-to-day -day things like you know the children and and being tired and work and stuff like that but i also felt like it was something deeper than that so for me it was just like you know frequency is not going to be good or it doesn't make sense if it's not good Right. Sex yeah, because frequent uh, frequency was not our problem. Right. Frequency, you know, we we have sex routinely and consistently, right. uh, two to three times a week, just on average. And right. then there's some weeks where we're just like, I want it more. I want it four times a week. Sometimes right. I want it five times a week. So uh, consistency wasn't the problem. Right. The problem was the act of having sex and it feeling like a chore. Right. Because you know? listen, a 2017 study appeared in the Archives of Sexual Behavior that found that the average adult currently enjoys sex 54 times a year that equates to about once a week you're far from average sir i've never done anything average in my life <laughs> so that's that's i'm not gonna start with sex now i'm not gonna be like i've exceeded everything else oh in my life my but the goodness. sex is gonna be average i'm not doing that <laughs> so i'm not i don't even want to even think about that being a possibility right okay. but what i what i have noticed is that um psychologically with you particularly like you have to have an escape from mm -hmm. the kids yeah right like you have to have an escape yeah because even you know even when we're away on vacation mm -hmm. if the kids are in the room with us or the kids are somewhere else you're always thinking about them yeah so the only time i can really get you to focus on just being in this moment is if the kids are nowhere in your vicinity to mm -hmm. where you can you're paying attention to them mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying so i remember we used to have this argument all the time i used to be like why do i got to spend thousands of dollars to go on vacation to get my wife back and i felt like that was unfair it's mm -hmm. like and anytime i'm looking to get something i have to spend money mm -hmm. right but i do i do realize that you can't escape like you can't escape from something that you like know is there mm -hmm. Even if you're saying, don't think about it. Mm -hmm. For me, I can think, I can really be like, them kids ain't, ain't coming. Like, I, don't, I don't care. Like They could be <laughs> at the door know. knocking and I'll be like, yo, they'll be fine. Right. They'll be fine for the next 12, 15 minutes. I'm going to say, I'm going to save that recent story, uh, recent <laughs> situation for a story time. We got another, another funny story time. It's, it's hilarious. Yeah. But we'll save that for another we'll episode. We'll save that for another episode. Apparently, we'll be talking about some more, you know? So, hey. But, um, um, but it feels also, good, though. Yeah, go ahead. It, feel, it feels good to like reach a, a breakthrough because it comes mm -hmm. points where you're like, I don't know 
what to do. I don't know what the problem is. Let me tell you, I was at a point where, check it out. Sometimes a low sex drive can be the result of issues such as hypoactive sexual desire disorder. I thought I had a whole ass disorder. They put labels on everything. I did. A disorder that reduces your level of interest and enjoyment from sex. So let me guess. They have a pill for it. HSDD is treatable by using medication. See? See that? (laughs) They be trying to medicate everybody. And I was just like, man, I don't know if I was at that point either. I was trying all sorts of old natural stuff. I was like, let me boil this root and have somebody send me up some stuff from Jamaica just to see if it'll work. So this is what I'll say, right? This is this is what I, I know for a fact. Kadeen, I don't know if you want, I don't want to put your business out there, but there's certain don't positions. Out there. There's certain positions that Kadeen loves to do. And I, I is it fair to say that I think a lot of people have their favorite positions? Right. So yeah? you said don't okay. put your business. I'm not gonna put the positions out there, right? Right. But while you were on the IUD, those positions were uncomfortable for you. That is true. And I think that you couldn't do those positions, and sex became boring for you because those positions that you like to do, mm-hmm. we weren't able to do because you were just kind of like. You used I I'm I'm this I'm trying not to put your business on the street, but then we would go to do those and you would put the wall up or you would you would put that the, the wall, the gate, the fence. The fence, you put that, that and you put the man's down and be like, no, 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 no. So then it's like, and you're I just can't like, do wait a second, you used to like that. What's Remember, going I used on? to be like, yo, what is yes. going on? You used to love that. So in terms of traffic light, the green light is not like a yellowish, you right. know, a slow yellow. But I think because we've made red. it more enjoyable, <laughs> yeah. Now you want to do it more. Yeah. Because more recently, you've been right. like... And it, and it can be without like a devout vacation me, like a fly me out. Like it doesn't mm-hmm. have to be that. That's still cute. So don't stop that now. <laughs> don't go. stop that now just because here we're in a go. space where we could do it. And at oh, least we're Jesus. on one side of the house. and My mom is like downstairs on the other side of the house. She always going to find a vacation, guys. But what I'm going to do is vacations are necessary to regroup and to just like have a change of atmosphere. That's what I, like that's that, what I wanted so. to um, touch on too when it comes to sex life. Vacations are important because people tend to bond over new experiences, right? And even if you watch the movies and stuff, those uh, erotic experiences or those exciting uh, experiences that happen typically happen under stress where something new has happened when you get excited, right? Mm -hmm. How do you excite those uh, erogenous zones without Mm -hmm. touching someone? Typically it happens when you see things that make you excited. Mm -hmm. So I do honestly feel like traveling and seeing new things and experiencing new things, whether it be hiking or or Mm -hmm. bungee jumping or zip lining like we did, Mm -hmm. um, really does get you excited Mm -hmm. like we'll do things like that and then when we go back to the room you'll be horny because it's almost like you feel like a kid again you know like there's certain cares that you kind of just like put away whenever you are on vacation and it's just like who won't like to drop it like it's hot you know after coming out coming in from the beach or you know from a trip from an excursion or whatever like things like that i think definitely will help um too and then also to being in a mental space that's better i feel like we've been in a better mental space mm-hmm. together as a couple we've talked about being more of service to each other we talked about levels of intimacy as well that we're looking forward to right. in the next 10 right, years right, right. so i think before the actual act of that raw like you say animalistic sex that's great Mm -hmm. but the the way we get to it now i feel like is way more organic um it's way more authentic to to us because we're really tuned in to each other and we spend days where we're just like walking past each other and it's like i'll give you a look you give me a look or you grab my butt or you know i'll grab your chest or whatever Mm -hmm. it may be um and it's almost just to let you know like i see you 
And right. and those moments of intimacy that we have, though they be quick during the day, yeah, kind of culminates itself to, at night or morning or and, whenever we can. And I think that we've both been more deliberate with that. Like I've always grabbed your butt. Like that's just you. You can't walk by me and my hand don't just go like that. It's almost like a knee jerk reaction at this point. <laughs> but true. what what it just we talked about this on another podcast where we talked about being deliberate about being of service, mm-hmm. right? And not just being of service in the moment to get something in return, but Mm -hmm. constantly being of service to somebody. Mm -hmm. So if you're constantly of service to your spouse, of course they're going to want to reciprocate. Mm -hmm. And I think that both of us have been more deliberate about being of service. Mm -hmm. So the reciprocation is just coming naturally and it's working its way to the bedroom on top of the fact that you don't have the IUD no more. So just so people know, they're asking, well, what if you don't use the IUD? We're using um, Palm. Right, which is P-O-M. It's called the pull-out method. All right? <laughs> it's also called prayer, prayer over medicine. All right? Oh, so I don't know how long that's going to last. We've been pretty pretty, pretty successful. We have been. In past years, too. For now. For now. It takes trust. You know what I'm saying? It Kay, sure does. She I says mean, she's still on the fence about getting pregnant. And all so. else fails, too. I kind of feel like if that doesn't work out or we're, we're not relying on that because i mm-hmm. don't rely on that as foolproof we can always go with something that's a little bit more sure shot there's the um sdm i mean sorry the sdb method i don't know if you've heard of it sdb, SDB. you making stuff is that a pill no where is that but it's 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 the snip them balls snip them here she goes here she meaning go. like oh, okay we i've had three children and then we are done and you can why you got to be so baby? vulgar? Why you got to be so vulgar? Don't I'm use the V word. Saying. Do not use the V word on this podcast. Do not. <laughs> hey. Do not. You know what I mean? I'm just saying. It might just be your turn. I'll say this. I'll say this, right? Uh-huh. If, if we have another baby, after that, snip snippities. Snip snippity snip snips. SDB. So what if we don't? What if we decide, or I, oh, you know, we, I, we decide that we're not going to have a fourth? Then we're going to have to decide whether or not I'm going to SDB. Okay, that's fair. It's fair, right? That's fair. And I'm I'm willing to do it because you've put your body through a lot of trauma over years having children, that's a fact. being on birth and control, birth control too. Right. So I'm you saying know, I lost much I'll, hair, gained weight, right. all, all that. So I, I, all I'm that. willing to do that, and and I know it'll make our sex life better because if we don't have to focus on no contraceptive at all right because if we're trying to combat pregnancy and it's just me and you then hey then we good you we can good. swing from the chandelier I can swing from the chandelier and if you're not worried about getting Several pregnant of those, then, right you know you'll be good swing 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 like that danglings <laughs> see you nasty see guys the, ever since she got off the iud she been nasty yeah like I think real it also nasty does something too for like your 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 psyche like the way you feel like your mood mood mm-hmm. is also very much affected by even with the copper iud yeah i mean i had the non-hormonal one but i feel like man that joint be giving off something too you just never I mean, know you, nowadays. I mean, you know better than I know because it was inside you of you. never know nowadays, so, yeah. But, but I will say that there was a, a like a stark difference once you took that IUD out. Yeah. It went from, it was like night and day. Like there was IUD in there and we were struggling the minute she took it out. And I was just like, babe, I think that's what it was. Revelations. And then, you know, it's and the good thing is we're reaching a point now because, mm-hmm. and, and when you think about married couples, if you're both very sexually active with each other Mm -hmm. you do choose a contraceptive that will prevent you from having kids Mm -hmm. so that you don't have to continue to reproduce but you don't realize how that's going to affect your sex drive right like a lot of people don't realize that you think oh 
You know, even condoms. Condoms affect people's sex drive. Like some yeah. dudes hate condoms. Some women's bodies respond terribly mm-hmm. to condoms. So I think as married couples, we have to start to continue to discuss how these contraceptives are yeah. affecting our sex lives, our sex drives, and what other um, options we have, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, to to counteract that so that we can, you know, have fun being married so yes, it doesn't seem so daunting. To have fun too, exactly. Yes. And it's just like, you know, I don't want to have to say place blame, for example, anymore. Right. I feel right. like at that point I was really trying to figure out, well, if it's not me, maybe it's the kids, maybe it's this. It, it was a culmination of things, yes, yeah. but I think it required a little bit of research. And it's something that mattered to me to be able to figure out because I didn't want to just continue to live in the space that we were in where you felt as if you were unwanted or that you were mm-hmm. neglected, um, that your needs were not met right. in that department, um, too. So I'm feeling pretty good about where we at. But think about this, though. Contraceptives have always been an issue for us throughout our relationship, the full 18 years. Because mm-hmm. when we first met, we were responsible. We wore condoms, mm-hmm. right? Then in all honesty, we got comfortable with each other. I didn't like wearing condoms. Kadeen ain't like the condoms. So we stopped wearing condoms. I mean, we used the pull-out method, but we got nervous about having babies. So mm-hmm. that time when we weren't using condoms, our sex life was jumping. We right. was... It was like in college, it was on and popping. Yes. But then you had got on the pill right. at one point and it messed yeah. with you. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you tried the patch. Or, There's some, it was you, the ring, I think I started. Yeah, I tried the ring for a little you bit. You tried but the that ring. didn't work That either. didn't work out. But I, just, I feel like all of those of, different things have, because naturally you're not supposed to stop what's supposed to be so normal. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? What's supposed to be so animalistic and, and, and esoteric at the same time because your spirits and your, your souls get involved with having sex. Mm-hmm. So when you're stopping it by mm-hmm. using something, it seems like there's a, a break mm-hmm. in between. So Yeah, and even so, I feel like even now we've had a lot more like emotionally charged sex too since that. Yo, you know what I mean? We used to have sex in college, right? And there was a time in college we was having sex and Kadena just started crying. And I'm like, telling all my business. <laughs> and I used to be like, I'm like, what's what's the matter? And she'd be like, I don't know. I just be caught up in the moment. It wasn't know. an ugly cry, but it was a cute little She's like, oh my god, I like I love know. you so much, cry. I don't know. We were listening to what song? Do you remember what song it was? Yes, I do remember. It was two times it happened. One. Do you remember both? It I remember both, both times. Songs? I remember it was both a whole songs. Soundtrack, y'all. Make sure the, y'all add it to y'all. The first one was Beauty by Drew Hill. Oh yes, Beauty by Drew Hill. Beauty right. by oh, Drew and Hill. Oh, I know the second one. Right, mm-hmm. and the second one was Speechless by Beyonce. By Beyonce. My girl, that's on slap. Listen, that's still on. that's on the playlist now too. Yeah. Yes. Okay. No. 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 Yes. no don't, don't. Don't do it. Yes. No. Karaoke time is past. <laughs> karaoke time is past. Yes. But it's good. I'm, I'm feeling good with where we at. Pound me up. Dap me up. I always pound you up, baby. Now. Yeah. Pound you up, pound you out. That's a fact. Well, let's Mm -hmm. go pay some bills real quick. Come back, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Before this takes a sharp turn. Okay. Uh, We're going to take a real quick break, y'all, and uh, get back into some listener letters. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Listen, y'all, losing two loved ones in a matter of six months, it can be a lot. And a lot of times when you're dealing with grief, you have a lot to get off your chest with your family. That's absolutely right. You know, people carry around all different types of stresses, big and small. When you keep them bottled up, it can start to affect you negatively. And therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest. 
and to kind of figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com deadass today to get 10% off your first visit. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash deadass. You may be aware that most people who are black have O blood type. O is commonly needed for emergencies and life-saving measures. But did you know one in three of us is a match for patients with sickle cell disease? You, along with the American Red Cross, regardless of your blood type, can help by donating blood. Every day, our blood saves lives and eases the pain for those living with sickle cell. When you donate blood, there is a direct positive impact within our community. Right now, there is great need for blood donations in the African-American community. Every donation counts and makes a difference in someone's life. Donate blood at Red Cross to help save a life. Black excellence is in our blood. Visit redcrossblood.org slash ourblood to make an appointment now. During the break, let's quickly talk about a couple things that are important to most people I know. Comfort and style. Crocs classic clogs and sandals have both covered. When I'm talking about style, I mean personal style. There are just so many colors and so many gibbet charms that you can add to the Crocs to make them unique. You can dress up your Crocs to match your mood, to match your personality, to fit the occasion, and you can change them up day to day. I mean, ultimately, you can stand out from the crowd in a way that only you can because it's your personal style. And now, let's talk about comfort. You know... It doesn't get better than Crocs, clogs, and sandals when it comes to being comfortable. Style and comfort are usually a trade-off, but here, they're a package deal. It's like you have cushions on your feet. Soft, stylish, personalized, colorful cushion. That's right. So why wait? Head over to Crocs.com today and experience the comfort and style of Crocs classic clogs and sandals for yourself. Your feet will thank you. Hey, what's good, y'all? I think it's important for you to understand why black representation in media is important. It's important because the media represents how people view us. And it's important that they understand that black people are not a monolithic people. That is a fact. And the next generation of influential black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truth. Black Stories, Black Truth is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are as distinct varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective. From Bobby Shmurda to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black stories, Black truths. Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the Black experience. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR wherever you get your podcasts. All right, and we're back. Yes. Listen to letters. Yes. We're listening, y'all. What y'all got to say? Do I got the right one up? Oh, here we go. All right. <clears throat> Hello. First and foremost, my wife and I enjoy your podcast very much. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you. I love when guys write in. Yes. And we, we listen 
to it as a couple, which as you should. We have two young sons, ages one and four, who love to sleep in the bed with us. We remember the days when we just when it was just us and sex came as easy as breathing. Now with the kids in the bed, it seems as if we've developed sexual asthma. Ooh, sexual <laughs> asthma. I know what it's that like feels that like. Do you guys uh do you guys have this issue? How do we once and for all kick the kids out? Okay. Well, I mean we kind of implemented I want to say after Jackson. I kicked my kids out the bed, y'all. I kicked them out. I said, guys, I said, Kay, Kay, this, can, this can't be. Yeah, Jackson this was in the can. bed with us for a long time. And that tends to happen when you have your first child sometimes. Till four. Unless you're very deliberate. And he was kind of, he was in and out of our bed, I should yes. say, for a long time. Um, and it was a convenience that came with with nursing, breastfeeding yeah. overnight, things like that, um, that made it really easy, mm-hmm. you know, because sometimes it's just like, is it sleep or is it the kid being in the room? Like you just, some things you're going to have to sacrifice. Right. But then, then comes a point when you just have to kind of get them out the bed. So and not even just Tyra, for sex. Start it. Yeah. Just, just to just sleep because they get tall. They sleep crazy. <laughs> they do. We used to call Jackson Kung Fu Panda in the yes. bed because he just used to be all over the place. All over the place. Um, but then, yeah, early on with Cairo, we kind of implemented the sleeping in the bassinet to try and to, mm-hmm. even if he was in the room with us, taking him out of the bed, putting him in the bassinet. And then when he became too big for the bassinet, he was about three months. Right. And then we were just like, okay, we're going to have to do the um, the Ferber method. We kind of loosely did the Ferber method. Um, Cairo was great in that he maybe cried the first night for two, two minutes and then yeah. he was fine after that. And then he became accustomed to his bed yeah um same thing with Kaz. yeah so it's yeah you're just gonna have to do it bro he's gonna have to, he's gonna have to suck it up yeah i mean maybe even kick them put out. them together just kick them out no just kick them out no but i'm saying they're four and one kick so them out take them out the bed and kick put them, them together out. maybe most of the time parents have issues taking them out the bed and it don't be the kids it be the parents one parent wants to keep the child it, it, it's realistically these kids have to learn how to self-soothe right right and who teaches them how to self-soothe us as parents Right. Typically, the problem is not the child. The problem is one of the parents or both of the parents. They feel more comfortable with the child there. Right. If y'all want the kids out the bed, they put them out the bed. Right. Well, That's I agree period. with you, but I was making a suggestion in that if they're one and four, they're, they're young enough where maybe you can put them together. If they're used to having like a codependency or a sleep partner, put them together in the bed. Because my brother and I, okay. when we were younger, slept together in the same bed, you know, while we were younger. And then eventually outgrew that. But I don't even think, now, I don't think the problem like is, together. seriously, I don't think the problem, and this is what I think sometimes we do is we try to spoon feed to other people without dealing with what the issue is. When we make these suggestions, it's just like, well, I can't get them out the bed because this one won't sleep this way or that one. I don't know. No, those are all excuses that you've created in your mind as sometimes parents, Mm -hmm. as a reasons as to why the child needs to continue to sleep in the bed. When realistically, get them out of the bed. And I've seen that with a lot of couples and we did that as well. You know what I'm saying? Even with Jackson, he's by himself and he needs to do this. And even with, with, Kaz and Cairo, there were times where we made excuses for them because we felt better with them being in the bed. Right. But then when we got tired of it, mm-hmm. I'd be like, yo, go sleep in your bedroom. Do not leave this bed. And yeah. what would they Deval do? Deval still does that now to this day because Kaz and what do they do? will be the one. And he, they'll, go, they'll go to sleep in the bed. And ultimately, that's my point. Yeah. Let's, let's not give the child an excuse and say, oh, there's a reason why because we don't know how. Parents know how. Mm-hmm. You just feel better as a parent. And I'm guilty of it too. Like, Man, there's some nights still where I'm just like, they're just so cute in their bed. Let's bring them in our bed. I, I agree. cuddle with Jackson's big ass. I agree. <laughs> Almost five foot self. I agree. You know what I mean? And You just got to break that mentality. You know, we yeah. just, and that's, that's my thing. And not to make it seem like you weren't making a valid point. 
because you were, but I was just saying it's the mentality of getting you. them out the bed I as opposed to the and I just try to offer systematic approach. Yeah. You know, the systematic mm-hmm. approach, they know what to do with their kids. It's get just, them out the bed. Get them out the bed. Get them out the bed. Yes. That's it. All right. Uh, hey, Kadeen and Deval. First off, I want to say I love you guys and love listening to y'all's podcast. Thank, Thank you. you love so you much. too. I love how y'all start your listener letters. Yes. A little shout out, love, because we love y'all back. I'm 32 from Brooklyn. Boop, boop. Ah, <laughs> the boop, boop, boop was boop, in there. I love it was bop. in there. It was like the, Kevin yes, Hart. It was a like, boop, 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 boop. Yes. Ra, <laughs> ra. Oh, my goodness. That's very flat bush of you. Yes. Um, And I often use a lot of your topics to have discussions with my boo thing. He and I have been together for eight years and married for three and we have two kids five years old and two months old i love his annoying ass dearly (laughs) which is why i'm even writing this okay so moving in together five years ago we realized that sex has always been an area of discussion for us mainly because i'm one of those women who has a higher sex drive than her man Mm -hmm. i always wanted and he's more of a two to three times a week is all right for me Mm -hmm. um also usually the initiator which can be annoying at times. We get into rifts about the consistency of sex and I always end up upset, which leads him to trying to be more consistent for about a week or two. And then we end up in the same ass boat. That sounds familiar. Yeah, that sound but familiar? it's just yeah. reverse. It's just reverse, yeah. Uh-huh. Before we get um, back into the process of having sex after having our second child, I want to make sure that we're on the same page and sex becomes bomb again. At this point, should we consider some type of sex therapy or just a counselor? Yeah, that's literally the reverse. The reverse of what we were dealing with. Which there too. are people who who deal yeah, with that too. Exactly. There are women who deal with who have higher sex drives. Right. I mean, that's interesting because I don't know what that's like to have a higher sex drive than a man, but you know mm-hmm. the frustration with having somebody who is not meeting your needs. Yeah. Because to me, when I hear two to three times a week, I'm like, oh, we Gucci. Right. Meanwhile, <laughs> she's like, that's not enough. And he probably and even after the children too, she's she's still right. She's still there. I en- I envy you, sis. And he's probably making her feel like a sexual deviant for wanting to have sex more often. He's Mm -hmm. probably like, Mm -hmm. he's probably like, how could you still want to have sex? Because that's how I felt sometimes, you know, as the initiator, it does get annoying at times to always be the initiator or you start to feel like, dang, is that person not into me? Oh, you you want to be wanted. Yeah, you want to be wanted. Everyone wants that that feeling of wanting to be wanted. Right. Um, I think you can revert back to what we've spoken about today, honestly, Mm -hmm. sis. I mean, I'm looking at what you talked about. Y'all have two kids, five and two months. Mm -hmm. Um, So those are distractions. Sometimes Mm -hmm. those are distractions. What is the environment looking like? Um, You know, is he taking the initiative to then try to meet you halfway there by trying to receive the instigation every now and again and it's like why are you guys falling into that rut well she said that he tries and then falls and then off. falls off right and then, so but then why it comes did back, back to, into that rut because it comes back to what what we've had to deal with was if this is not something natural that you want to do you do it for your mate mm-hmm. but then if it's not something you naturally want to do you naturally go back to what's comfortable for you mm-hmm. so it's not like you're dismissing your mate I, you never were dismissing me even though i felt at times i was being dismissed mm-hmm. but it's like I was trying to do that and keep up, mm-hmm. but I, you know, naturally I go back to what is comfortable for me. Right. And he's doing the same thing. Right. Yeah. Cause I, for you know? sure, after we'd have our discussions, yeah. I'd be like, all right, good. This is what I'm going to do. And I would like focus on it. 
and then life would kick in and kick in again and then before i knew it i was mm-hmm. back into the same pattern of things but like you said there's like a comfort zone yeah like a level of comfort that you kind of like yeah. revert back to whenever you're it's just come to you naturally mm-hmm. um i think you guys it's worth maybe talking to somebody about it um speaking out loud where the feelings yeah. are where there may be some some disconnects um you know, the fact that you guys are already having kind of discussions about it is helpful. Don't stop talking Don't stop about to- it. Yeah. No, it Don't doesn't stop. matter how monotonous it seems. Right. There's always breakthroughs when you have conversations. Man, listen. We've talked about the sex. Where we talked about it so much that I would just, the, the, like I said, the minute I heard the word mentally, it just took me to a very negative place because I was just like, but, here but, we go again. But here's the thing. You know, and, but and it mattered to you. So It matters to me, but yeah. it also is when someone is, I think, at the deficit. A lot of people, not just women, men and women, don't want to be accountable for being at a deficit of something. Mm-hmm. So when you're discussing something that they may be at a deficit at, they don't want to keep talking about it because they have to look in the mirror and be like, maybe I'm the problem. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's hard for someone to realize that and keep realizing that over and over again. Right. So the fact that they're having the conversations mm-hmm. are good. What I'll say is, is that since she's the one with the higher sex drive, just like I'm the one with the higher sex drive in our relationship... What she should try to do is try to find ways to increase his liking for sex, like I have done with you. Real, like taking taking pride in understanding how your body works. So his sex language, like now this love language, right? Like his sex like language, sex, yeah. Or intimacy language, like what what turns him on? Yeah, finds because I, I had to do my research and finding out what turns my wife on. Mm-hmm. What what is going on? Why does she keep putting up the gate? Like mm-hmm. what am I not doing or right. what am I doing? Right. And asking those questions constantly never gets old. You because have to do that as married couple, eight yes. years in and married for three. Like yes, this is the decision you've made. We yes. we don't have that newness factor where it's like you meet somebody for the first time and it's like ah right. you know we don't have that as married people but, however oh, go ahead, oh go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. i was gonna say however you can try to create those instances how by knowing what your partner likes by also and doing to, what else what going on vacation oh yeah i'll, I'll say this i'm, I'm <laughs> going to if, if this is gonna be a moment of truth part of the moment of truth is changing your environment and experiencing different things with that same purpose, purpose intrigues their sexual drive. Right. I've I've learned that with Kadeem. You know what? On another episode that we did, I'm not sure how it's going to play out, but we talked about um, the the, twi- the list of 20 things from the, yes. the married couple over over 20 years. Yes. Right. And one thing that I think they both had on their list was like go on vacations. Yes. Or plan vacations or something like that. Yes. And I think each of them said it in their own way, but they both, after 20 years of marriage. In their top 20 things that they felt like was necessary in making their mm-hmm. marriage thrive, it was taking a break and going on vacation. But, and but, not, but not just a typical vacation where you, you know, say, say your vacation idea is to go to Virginia Beach. Mm-hmm. Y'all go to Virginia Beach and go to the same hotel and do the same thing. Because even that, even though it's a vacation, becomes monotonous. No. Mm-hmm. Go on a vacation where you experience a different part of the world. Experience a different um, challenge mm-hmm. collectively. Experience right. a different adventure. Yeah. Because I've noticed that when we do things that are different that you've never done before, you get aroused. Mm-hmm. Like you 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 know like this is exciting, babe. Like you'll you'll touch me, you'll rub me and, and it's exciting for me to see you do things. Um I remember when we ran we went to Jade Mountain. Oh, and yeah. we oh, we ran up the vacation. mountain as a as opposed to taking the bus. Yeah, you don't like working out, right? But at the top of the mountain, you were just like, "Oh, that was that was kind of good." And yeah. you were all sweaty, I was sweaty, in, and, it was just and then we got a second workout in when we got to the Show room. 
be. But I think that's important. <laughs> yeah. And I don't think people really think about that. Jade like, Mountain me, baby. <laughs> Jade Mountain her. Jade Mountain me. All these things cost money. So, young lady, I don't, you know, <laughs> make sure you put money away to Jade Mountain your uh your yeah, husband J Mountain Bay or I mean any resort or wherever you're trying to go to or right. whatever I, we're just speaking from experience because we had a bomb time there um, we did have a bomb time there yeah. we had some great sex there please take us back um, <laughs> I'm trying to think of some other places oh we went to the DR and we did the um, zip lining yeah, I remember the night we fun. came back from zip lining we had fun. some bomb sex after yeah, that exactly um, then I was swinging from the chandeliers at the hotel and even even places in Brooklyn We mm-hmm. where did we go to Brooklyn we went somewhere in Brooklyn and we did something different but I remember that night it was just like Oh, when we went for your birthday. Oh, Remember? Yeah. I went, got you, I surprised you, took you shopping, yeah. made did all of these things for you and yeah, we, we were that, in the night, city that night. Yeah. We were in the city that night and we had bomb sex, but it was something different mm-hmm. that made that experience seem like this is the first time I'm having sex with that person. Yeah. If you can sure. and, and you know what? I think that may be a key that we could start to Well save it for your moment in truth. All right, I'm gonna do that. All right. If you would like to be featured as uh, one of our listener letters, make sure y'all email us uh, deadassadvice at gmail.com. We'd That's like D E A D A S S A D V I C E at gmail.com. We wanna see the emails overflowing. You know yes. what I mean? And tell us some more stuff about what y'all want to hear, what y'all want to talk about. We were always open to that too, okay? Yes. All right, moment of truth time. You're about to spill the beans right. on your moment of truth, but go ahead and say what So this is. is my moment of truth mm-hmm. for men and women who are looking to invigorate your love life, right? Two things I want you to focus on. Number one, make sure that the contraceptive that you're using is conducive to your love life. Mm-hmm. We didn't like condoms. We didn't like the pill. We didn't like the IUD. Ultimately, we don't like any form of contraceptive, so that may mean that I have to uh, S SDB, SDB snip them balls after I get my daughter. We may uh. have to do that. But, of course, <laughs> pay attention to the contraceptive. And number two, if you really want to invigorate and keep that flame going, find different things to do with your spouse mm-hmm. other than the norm. And when I mean different, I don't mean just travel. Do different physical activities Mm -hmm. that get that testosterone and that estrogen moving so that you can Mm -hmm. you know get into that mode let off those pheromones be around each other be active together Mm -hmm. and that will definitely invigorate your bedroom i I honestly wholeheartedly believe that i like that um my moment of truth is uh to be relentless in your pursuit of what is the root of your problem and that mm. can be in life, but because we're talking about sex, um, particularly with your sex life, be willing to go the extra mile to put your ego aside, to accept that you may have a deficit, and then be relentless in the pursuit of finding out what is the root of that issue. Because with me, Ooh, I really had I like to. That. Thanks. Um, <laughs> no, but I really had to like dive deep and just say, mm. I felt like I was the inadequate one. I felt mm-hmm. like there was, you know, this inferior, mm-hmm. you know, um, what's what's inferior? What? Superior? Superior. Yeah, I'm going to of the word. There's like this superior, <laughs> inferior thing that was happening. And I was always the one with the deficit. And that was heartbreaking for me because mm-hmm. I felt like my husband deserved more um, based on everything that mm-hmm. he was putting out. Um, and, and the efforts that you were making to make sure that I was having a good experience sexually, you just weren't getting the best out of me. So whatever it is, um, male or female, whoever has the deficit, don't feel ashamed to get some help, to reach out, to explore, to figure out what may be missing because that one little thing that one little change in our routine that one little yeah. change in my overall physical um health i would say yeah was like the key to un 
It was a key. Un- unlocking that door for us. And so. just to piggyback of what you just said, like you said, be relentless. Keep having a conversation. Mm-hmm. As as monotonous as you think the conversation is, when you stop having a conversation and you stop trying, yeah. that's when it's over. That's when it's over. As long yeah. as you're con- continuously having a conversation. That's true. That's working. true. Because you did say to me at one point, when I stop talking about it, then we should be worried. Absolutely. Because then I, I don't like, care no more. Shit, I felt that to the core. I was like, well, I... I want you to always be talking about it as annoying as it was, Listen, but here we are. I want to keep having this conversation because that means that sex is still being had. Or we're still invested in each other. Each other, exactly. For sure. Exactly. All right, y'all. Hope that helped y'all out there, especially our married couples who have been in situations yes. like this. Um, there is a breakthrough coming there if is. you keep working towards it. That's we are proof fact. of it. We are proof of it. That's a fact. Um, be sure to follow us on social media, y'all. Uh, Dead Ask the Podcast. And, of course, you can find me, Kadeen I am. And I am Deval. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. Dead Ass, baby. Dead Ass is a production of iHeartMedia Podcast Network and is produced by Denora Pena and Tribble. Follow the podcast on social media at Dead Ass the Podcast and never miss a thing. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you. And how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. You may have heard that most people who are black have O blood type. O is commonly needed for emergencies. But did you know one in three of us is a match for patients with sickle cell disease? Regardless of blood type, every day our blood saves lives and eases the pain of those living with sickle cell. Donate blood at Red Cross to help us save a life. Black excellence is in our blood. Visit redcrossblood.org slash ourblood to make an appointment now. You know that I feel like it's important to express yourself. You got to put your true self out there. And those classic Crocs, clogs, and sandals let you do that. That's right. Between the rainbow of colors and the gibbets charms, you can create a unique look. And I mean, literally, no one else will have shoes exactly like yours. Hey, you know it doesn't get any more comfortable than the Croc clogs and sandals. They are just the perfect blend of comfort and creativity. Visit Crocs.com to explore the latest styles and gibbets charms. It's time to celebrate Black History Month at the Walmart Black and Unlimited Clock. One at Flatiron Plaza in New York City and one at Ovation Hollywood in Los Angeles from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. With giveaways dropping every hour on the hour, it's a perfect time to try, like, and share Black-led products. It's free for everyone and it's your chance to see how you can level up your daily routine with Black-led products that are creating a new world of choices at Walmart. Trust, you don't want to miss it.